Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is risen. I think I caught a few of you sleeping. Let's try that again. Christ is risen. Much better, much better. So this second Sunday after Easter, we celebrate, as I said, the the Good Sunday or the Good Shepherd Sunday. Now, in our society, what does that mean when somebody calls you a sheep? Very few of us would take that to be a compliment if somebody were to call you a sheep. It's a term that's meant to imply that you blindly follow whatever you are being told by the so-called leaders of maybe a political party, maybe the mainstream media, or even your religious leaders. People might refer to you as a sheep. On the other hand, military members and our law enforcement officers, they all take pride in calling themselves the sheepdogs. They're the ones that are out there to attack the, the wolves and protect the sheep. They're the ones who rush in to protect the sheep from the wolves. However, few pause to consider the shepherd, let alone the good shepherd. Now, Luther wrote about this as he talked about the 23rd Psalm. He wrote, Scripture gives God many friendly names, but especially dear and charming is the one that the prophet gives God here in the 23rd Psalm, calling him a shepherd and saying, The Lord is my shepherd. It is most comforting when Scripture calls God our refuge, our strength, our rock, our fortress, shield, hope, our comfort, our savior, our king, etc., For by his actions and without ceasing, he truly demonstrates in his people that he is exactly as Scripture portrays him. It is exceedingly comforting to know, however, that here and in other places in Scripture, he is frequently called a shepherd. For in this single little word, shepherd, there are gathered together in one, almost all the good and comforting things that we praise in God. The prophet therefore uses these words with a happy, secure heart, a heart that is filled with faith and overflows with great joy and comfort. He does not say, the Lord is my strength, my fortress, etc., which would also be very comforting, but my shepherd, as though he would say, if the Lord is my shepherd, and I am his sheep, that I am very well supplied both in body and soul. He will feed me well, protect and preserve me from misfortune, care for me, help me out of all troubles, comfort me and strengthen me. In short, he will do for me what a good shepherd can be expected to do. All of these blessings and more are comprehended in the single little word, shepherd. And so he himself soon interprets it when he says, I shall not want. Some of the other names which scripture gives God sound almost too splendid and majestic and at once arouse awe and fear when we hear them mentioned. For example, when scripture calls God our Lord, our King, our Creator, etc. The little word shepherd, however, is not of that kind. 
but has a very friendly sound. When the devout read or hear it, it immediately grants them a confidence, a comfort, and a sense of security that the word Father and others grant when they are attributed to God. So far, Luther. As we consider the nature of sheep, it is surprisingly accurate, a picture of the human condition and of the good shepherd. For the sheep is totally dependent on the shepherd. The shepherd leads the sheep to good food and good water. The shepherd protects the sheep from all manner of predator, but he doesn't protect them out of the goodness of his heart. He protects them so that he can sell their wool or to sell them for slaughter. The sheep are incapable of defending themselves. They are easily devoured by hungry wolves. They have no way of fighting off the enemy on their own. All they can do is run away. And when they do run away, the sheep tend to keep running even further. They may find other sheep and other shepherds, but when they don't recognize the voice of the shepherd, they run even farther away. As sheep, we need a shepherd. There are many who would gladly attempt to fill that role. In our gospel reading today, Jesus refers to the religious leaders of the day, calling them hired hands. They don't own the sheep, neither do they care about the sheep. When the devil or a false prophet comes along, they run away, allowing him to strike and scatter the sheep. Away from the shepherd, even a poor one, they are vulnerable to attack. When we wander away from our shepherd, when we wander away from Christ, we too are vulnerable to all sorts of attacks from the evil one. Separated from the good shepherd, we are separated from good food, good drink, safe and secure pastures. Once separated, we run farther and farther away. And over time, we will even forget the voice of the good shepherd, and we are apt to follow another. Once separated, we are unable to defend ourselves and are quickly devoured by the evil one. Worse yet, we are convinced that we are shepherds unto ourselves. The devil, the world, and our sinful flesh all tell us that we are not sheep. They tell us that the very idea is offensive. They tell us that we don't need a shepherd. We imagine that we can make do on our own. We imagine that we can defend ourselves from any wolves. We imagine that we are self-sufficient. We take the advice of the world and we follow our hearts, which always leads to destruction. Without a shepherd, we become emperors in our own minds. If I dream it, I can become it. What was once considered absurd is now normative. Those who tell the millions of little emperors that they have no clothes are now considered the absurd. What is considered to be normal today was once considered to be a psychological disorder requiring treatment that only a few, only a few short years ago. We have, we have followed Descartes' dictum, I think, therefore I am, to the absurdity. Thanks be to God 
that the good shepherd is not like other shepherds. He does not flee when the devil attacks. He defeats the devil with one decisive blow. When God stands in judgment of all of our sins, Christ steps in and takes our place. He offers himself in our stead. The good shepherd is not content to wait for the lost sheep to find him. The good shepherd seeks out the lost sheep himself. We do not need to go on a spiritual pilgrimage seeking God on the mountaintop. We do not need to search in vain to see what works for us. The shepherd himself seeks us out. Notice the added emphasis that we read from the prophet Ezekiel this morning. He says it over and over again. For thus says the Lord God, behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed and I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. What a beautiful picture of Christ our Lord. Not a social justice warrior who is wrongfully put to death. More than that, he willingly laid down his life for the sheep who tend to wander and stray. He did not just show us the way to salvation. He is the way of salvation. The lamb went uncomplaining forth to give you life and salvation. The Lord makes it clear through the prophet Ezekiel. Christ is the one who seeks. Christ is the one who rescues. Christ is the one who feeds. Christ is the one who brings us out. He is the one who binds up our wounds. He is the one who strengthens the weak and destroys the fat and the strong. That is, he even destroys the sheep who abuse the other sheep. It is no mistake at all that Jesus uses this imagery of the good shepherd in our gospel lesson today. By using this imagery, his his hearers would immediately think of the 23rd Psalm. They would immediately think of the prophet Ezekiel. And there are 10 or or so other passages, even more, that mention God as the good shepherd in the Old Testament. At the same time, the image of the good shepherd is very relatable. Shepherds are all around them. It is a very tender image of our Lord, emphasizing his humiliation. Shepherds were not exactly on the top of the social ladder. And it isn't the only time that Jesus uses this imagery either. He describes himself as the shepherd who leads the 99 
to search out the one in Luke chapter 15. In 25, he describes himself as the one who separates the sheep from the goats. As we continue this celebration of Easter, the good shepherd takes on a beautiful and full meaning for us. Last week, we focused on the peace of God, which comes through the forgiveness of sins. And today's lesson is a continuation of that same idea. A shepherd today only cares for their sheep insofar as their bottom line is concerned. They protect and care for sheep so that they have a healthy wool and good meat to sell. They raise the sheep intending to make a good profit, selling leg of lamb and lamb chops. But the good shepherd, he, on the other hand, cares for his sheep out of love for the sheep. For the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, giving them everlasting life and salvation. The good shepherd leads you to the cool, pure waters of baptism for the forgiveness of sins. The good shepherd leads you to his body and his blood to feed and nourish your body and soul in the Lord's Supper. Others may call us sheep, intending to insult us. Yet again, what they intend for evil, God uses for our good. We should gladly call ourselves sheep. For Christ loves his sheep like no other. He lays down his life for the sheep and raises to life again, just as we too will rise on the last day. He does not tend to his sheep while seated far away of heaven. Here and now, he binds up your wounds. He feeds you with the bread of life, and he gives you peace. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.